A fine good morning. Welcome to the first Monday of December. Um, it's it's closing in on Christmas, man. It's the lights, the music is everywhere. It's so much fun. Uh, pictures of Jules with Santa Claus, pretty cool. Um, how is everybody this morning? I'm doing great. We had a great weekend, as you mentioned. We got to see Santa Claus and. Had uh, just an awesome weekend, hanging out, doing swim lessons, hanging out with friends, watching you know all different kinds of college football and championship games and NFL football. Yeah, right. Championship. Yeah, he's going. Championship games. He's so great. And Jules has plenty to talk about when it comes to uh, the college football playoffs. So it's all I, I, we will definitely, definitely break into that. I think it is the uh, certainly the highlight of the weekend. You know that these guys went in a room and had to make a decision that affects a lot of lives. Um, so we'll get to that. Lori, how was your weekend? It was great. I don't know if you saw my posts. I talked about pacing yourself, right? Um, so started out, uh, the end ended last week with a great meeting with our partners at the Broward schools, uh, and then went over to Marco. And even though I had a tree to get and decorate and a house to get in order after construction and a million other things, I decided that I was going to take this last weekend to relax, but you saw the picture of me rowing on the machine. Jake would be really proud of me. It worked out Friday, Saturday and Sunday without him. Uh, and so, and I had the whole family in there. Patrick was in there. Mike was in there. Uh, so it was, uh, it was nice. So I, love, now seeing, the, I love seeing Patrick on the treadmill. I think oh, that yeah. is just awesome. But now and the relaxing's was, over. Now it's he, time to go. So he was into it. But so, I um, think the message of my post was right. Let go of perfection, figure out what's important. Don't miss the moments with family and everybody. We get so caught up in everything. The house, everything has to be this and that. You know what? If I don't put lights on the trees outside, it's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Life will go on. I mean, right. it is, uh, it we don't have our Christmas tree up yet. So there, it's out. Come <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. on, one step ahead of you. We, we decided no Christmas tree this year. We're going to wait till next year when we can do it formally when you know, uh, the house is ready and all that kind of stuff. We are up to our eyeballs in construction, but, uh, Mark, any pictures you want to share from the weekend? Yeah, I gave them to, uh, to Shay to show. I think Saturday night was fantastic. We did something that we don't really do. We just went to the beach and we watched the end of the four o'clock games. Um, or we listened to the end of the four o'clock games on the radio. And we went with a couple of friends of ours from swim class and we just hung out on, you know, like, you know, North Lauderdale Beach. And it was super quiet. It was just us. We watched the sun go down, which is great. And then last night we went to uh, light up Key Biscayne, which they uh, they light the Christmas tree and it'll stay lit for the rest of the holiday season. Jules got to meet Santa Claus, which went great until we went to hand him to Santa Claus. He was like waving at Santa as we were walking up and like all fired up about it. 
And then as soon as we went to sand him over, he went like completely stiff as a board and started screaming. Like, all right, never mind. We're not going to take a picture with Santa. We're going to do it as a group. We're going to do it as a group. Right? Waldo wow. talks about fear and courage. We're going to talk about fears for a child, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to talk about that today because Waldo was absolutely was amazing. He dropped some nuggets. We, we had a conversation afterwards and just, it's just so the power of the world we live in that you can develop a meaningful relationship with someone like him and never be in the same room or haven't been in the same room. Uh, for me, the weekend started off on Friday where we got to spend time with the Dykes uh, fellas and they, you know, Mark, I think that was one of the best strategy meetings I've ever been part of. <laughs> you steered it on the whiteboard. It was unbelievable how we put it up, circled back to it, different color, and within, you know, a reasonable amount of time, came Less up than an hour and a half. Less than an hour and a half. Real actionable shit, man. It was like, wow. Yeah. So uh, I, we've done it for our business. We did it for, um, for you know, Weston Jewelers. And, and just, it's so refreshing to get minds in a room that are all you know, focused and doing it. So, and then for me, the weekend was, I, I've been on this functional detox for a while and I just said, fuck the functional detox. <laughs> we knew that was coming, Steve, you know. Right. Uh, it, it basically, you basically could put a clock on it until yeah. it was happening. <laughs> so, exactly. I will tell you this. I was asked to bring dessert Friday night and we were thinking about what to do, and I fell into this place called Fireman Derrick's. Where's Elite. that? It's, it's the most Elite decadent cookies. place I've ever been. I walked out with six, a sampler of six of their pies and, and an extra one, a red velvet one. And uh, every single piece of, of pie that we had was amazing. But they had a case of cookies. They had a case, and it is National Cookie Day. So get your ass over to Fireman Derrick. And it's an authentic story. There is a fireman, Derek. He worked, Derek Kaplan, worked in Miami, was baking in the firehouse. Then other firehouses. Yeah, Nathan Connor, the, the, the red velvet is completely off the chart. It's just, right. I mean, so. Uh, so elite, me, elite place. You can order elite. from off of like Uber Eats too. Gabby and I have had fireman Derek's delivered to the house for a sweet tooth fixing. <laughs> So today it's back to uh, protein bars. There you go. That's what <laughs> so, it's about. That's what it's about. Get back to the right. discipline. Let's wake this thing up. The first conversation of the day has to be about the Knowles, whether they should be in or they shouldn't be in. And did the committee get it right? Um, I can't wait to do this. So let's rock this thing. Jay, wake us up. This morning, Lori, I don't know if you're up to speed on what happened in college football. I don't know if you'll be able to add. You live in my house? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I ask you, Mark, an ex-Noel, 
did you get robbed or I don't think so, by the way, I, I don't believe that you did. I think their product while undefeated, if you don't play the right competition, undefeated loses its sense of value. Yeah. I, so I don't think they got robbed. I think that the committee had to make a very, very hard decision. And I think they made the best decision possible. Let's be clear on something, right? There are no guarantees in anything in life, right? in any in life, in anything. There's definitely no guarantees for the f- college football playoff. Going 13 and 0 does not guarantee you anything. And while it is super difficult to do, and it should be celebrated, and it is something that you know should be respected. They had to make the decision on who the best four teams were right now, not who the best were in, in week three, not who the best were throughout the year right now, who are the best four teams. And they made the right decision. And so I, I, I'm to be as transparent as possible. I'm embarrassed to be a Seminole right now. Yeah, I think it's terrible. The way the leadership reacted in saying, you know, what the committee had done was a violation and what they had done to these kids. They played the victim. And as a leader of the organization, for them not to say, you know what, we did everything in our power to try to put ourselves in the best position possible to make the playoff. They decided that's not for us. We're going to go kick the shit out of Georgia and prove to everybody that we're the best team in the country is mind blowing to me. Like, Mind-blowing. Mark, so there's going to be a game, Georgia against FSU. What happens in that game if you're predicting it? If Well, so if I was predicting that everybody was playing and nobody sits for any kind of reason, then right. I think Georgia blows the doors. Blows the of doors off of them. So, you know, this is the unfortunate part. If I'm a Georgia fan, I'm more upset than FSU could ever be because Georgia played amazing, you know, all year. Anybody then, got robbed. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, um, I but thought that, and even percentage-wise, when you look at Alabama, who has one loss, the strength of schedule that they played versus, you know, um, FSU. And then the last impression, and this is one of the things I want people to get just in life. The last impression you leave with people is lasting. Boom. Right. There's a reason right. why it's what the people final remember. one. And their last impression was it was three nothing at half against Louisville. Forget about three like, nothing at half. If you take one play out of that game, they go for 155 yards total. Yeah. Total in the game. Right. So like it's it's almost malpractice for the committee to look at them and go. Yes, right now you are deserving of playing as one of the top four teams in the country. When you looked at the other championship games and Texas puts up 49 points, Washington puts up 30-something points, right? Like it, it was a scoring fest in these other leagues. And look, FSU's defense, hands down, one of the best in the country. But half of a team doesn't make you the best in the country. And the reality is you had two opportunities to prove that you still belonged against the against Florida and against Louisville and you did not do that in either one. Yeah. So winning is important. Sure, it's important, but it's not the only thing that's important. Oh, wow, it's just so amazing how you take those sentences, apply them to life. You know, sometimes you take this loss and you realize, hey, we did our best, we did great. There's no shame in where they are. I mean, they're making it sound like it's a failure 
It's not a failure. You did great. You just, you Correct. Know. And, and like how many times in your life have you felt like you did everything that you were supposed to do? You met the criteria and you should be selected and you don't get picked. That's a reality of life, right? And, what does Jaco like, say? What does Jaco say? Good. 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 <laughs> Next year. Do a, do better. <laughs> and so, like, I think people are like, oh, well, if it was a 12-team playoff, we wouldn't have this problem at all. Incorrect. The problem with the whole system is that there's no guidelines. Nobody understands what you have to do in order to get in. It's not, hey, if you go undefeated and you're a Power 5 champion, you're automatically in. And if we were to get five of those, then we would go to it. There's no rule system. It's just, it's all subjective. So if you know that that's the game and it's subjective, if you're looking at yourself as Florida State, you got to go, we got to do everything to leave no doubt in anybody's mind. And you did the entire opposite. So I think 12 is not a good answer either because the NCAA basketball figures it out. It's a Cinderella thing, man. Throw everybody in there. See what happens. Anyway, um, but really interesting. Um, I think the games that we're going to see are going to be amazing. You know, I yep. think Michigan is great, but it hasn't really been tested either. I mean, you know, so should be should be very interesting. Their reaction to getting Alabama as the draw. If nobody's looked that up, you want to see scared money. Yeah. They are they are expecting to get Florida State, and you watch the air out go out of that room so fast because they know they got themselves a real one and Ooh. not who they wanted. And if you're looking for a coach of the year, Nick Saban is the coach of the year. <laughs> so anyway, great stuff. Um, I want to switch gears. Um, we had. Uh, our friend Waldo Waldman on, and um, he talked about getting out of your comfort zone as one of the things. Um, so I want to show you this new attraction in New York that is a mind blower. This is the new Beeb attraction here in Rockefeller Center, top of the rock, where we can see beautiful views of all of New York City. 69 stories above, and we go 10 feet high, and we're going to see epic views of Central Park, so wish me luck. This is emulating the old photography from back in the day. Oh my god, this is... <laughs> this is amazing, I love this. Oh wow, we, I'm literally right by the edge, and I feel like I have New York City to myself as of my own balcony. Can I install this in my house? That would be amazing. I would love this. And we see beautiful views of Central Park, the pond, the great reservoir, all the way up to Harlem, the Bronx. Oh my God. Beautiful Billionaire's Row. I'm waving at the apartment of Alejandro Rodriguez right down. I'm having a hard time watching it, let alone doing it. I'm really yeah, glad they took a camera up there so that I don't have to go on that ride. Yeah, I'm like, my throat is, it's like, Ooh, I'm breathing heavy. I'm like, oh my God, that's just so up in the air and out of nowhere. Anyway, it talks about getting out of your comfort zone. Um, one of the things he talked about, um, which we will get to right after motivational music, but he stressed, um, nobody does it alone. You got to find someone who can help. Sure to me 
It's a fact that people get lonely Ain't nothing new But a woman like you, baby Should never have the blues Let me help Take a tip from me I can help um, Back to the 80s, man Just jamming some <laughs> Billy Swan man. I love it so, Pretty cool So um, I, I gave you guys the notes from, from Waldo uh, Take it anywhere you want Lori, jump in uh, Mark, jump in anything you want. I got. Well, Lori, did you yeah. watch it? Lori, I did. I watched. Yeah, um, I I thought it was. I thought he was really really good. I guess you know. First of all, being a fellow New Yorker, it was easy to relate to him, right? Mm -hmm. um, and his whole the whole thing, right? The whole mm -hmm. attitude. It's really interesting. I mean, he talked about preparation, resilience, courage. Um, you know, all those things that we talk about all the time. Uh, but there were two things that stuck out for me. One. We talk all the time about skill set and mindset. But when he said skill set, mindset, and heart set, yeah. mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I've never been able to put into that same, right? How do I describe when I'm hiring what I'm looking for, right? Yeah. Skill set is not necessarily the technical skills, the mind, right? It's, it's more those work skills, collaboration, mm -hmm. relationships, blah, blah mindset right of course is that that mindset of a champion to win right all those things we talk about but the heart set which is the attitude the character the right the passion i i'd never been able to figure out how to kind of put that all together in one small sentence sure. and when he said those three things it was like that's it that's, <laughs> that's, that's going to be my new way right like that's going to be what we focus on it's just great to put it into words. And I thought that was a great takeaway for me. And then how do you get on the wall? Of course, was, was another. Isn't that amazing. Yeah. That, that to me was when we asked him, like, how do you figure out if somebody has that or not? And his simple answer was, you have to ask them, you got to ask them. Right? <laughs> like, I think people are always looking for like, what's the right hiring process or what are the right questions or what, you know, what strength finder do we get them to fill out or what behavioral test? Do we get them to fill out? And there's just no substitute for asking them the questions that you want to get the answers to. Yeah. So like point blank, like, why do you want to get on the wall? You know what I mean? Like, do you want to get on the wall? What makes you want to get on the wall? It's simple, simple things that I think we forget and we try, we, we convolute it with a whole bunch of other stuff when just ask people the question. If you want to know, ask. I think one of the things that came out of the strategy session on Friday with, you know, was about best practices on hiring. And it was questions that were written down that you can give to people that you can get written answers to with yeah. when you ask somebody to write something, right? You yeah. find out a lot about them, you know, sure. how they spell, how they punctuate, what their words are. Um, and then if you get to the real, you know, the realness of it, which is what I, my biggest takeaway from him is, know what you're fighting for like like he was very very specific about people get all these convoluted hows and whys and blah, blah, blah. clear focus on what you, why you're fighting what you're fighting for mark i would think for you that bundle of joy that you start the show with is why you're doing all this shit <laughs> you know yeah i mean i'd say it's my family you know and right? I, I think I, I think i wrote i think i put that post out on saturday because we had our family portraits done and i got a picture of it which was really fantastic but yeah like it's my family the thing that drives me is the idea 
not to just provide for them, but to make them proud more than anything else, right? Forget about being the breadwinner or providing a certain kind of life. I just want my family to be proud of me. And so if every day I'm doing things that help me achieve that, or if I think to myself, would my family be proud of me doing this, then it helps, helps you know, steer you in what decisions you should make and drive you. So yeah. there's one thing I just want to touch on when he talks about the wall, right? When you walk in the room, right, there's that wall of the highest performers. And, you know, in, in Air Force talk, I, I guess, you know, that's different than, than the way we think of it in sales. But I think it's so interesting because everyone I've ever mentioned that to today about, right, the list that would go up on the wall of the highest performers, right, in sales departments and all that. Here's what I get back. Oh no, no, we don't want to create that kind of environment. And I just, I, I, it's really interesting to me that in some worlds, it's really, it's, it's just the way it is. And you know that that's the way it is. You're there to compete. I don't mean that in some of these places where they don't think that's the right thing, that they're not there to compete. But I just think that whole mentality has shifted a little bit. I would tell you that if a if a if a company, if a department, if a team, if an organization is not willing to talk about the successes and visualize the successes and celebrate the achievers, they're not a real competitive culture. Well, well so what's interesting <laughs> is that when he asked us, right, well, you and I both went to how do we get on the wall? I mean, right. it was so, it was so <laughs> if you looked at the replay, it, was, it wasn't even while he was talking about the wall. I was saying, all right, how do we get on the wall? You know, that's, that's a heart set. That's a mindset right. that you can't push people to. And I think that whole culture of everybody wins an award, that's where people right. got soft. No, it's going to be a winner. FSU, sorry, you're not the winner. Sorry, you're not. Right. 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 It doesn't take away you from know, your performance. I, I just asked Mike and everybody last last Thanksgiving weekend, we were watching thousands of football right. games, it felt like, right. right? Hold on, Patrick. And I said, what are all those stickers on their helmets, right? Like, what does that mean? And they said, well, it's when you have a great play, they give you a sticker. And I'm like, wow, talk about creating a competitive environment, right? right? I'm going to only have two stickers on my helmet and you got 25 stickers and on I your helmet. I can tell you that there doesn't even have to be a wall. When I walk into a room, when I walk in to meet people, I know I can see who the people are that people are gravitating towards, that people are, are looking to as the leaders. And I myself, my entire life has have always thought, how do I get next to them? How do I become, how do I get in that group? What do I got to do to get over there? That's always been my thought. So one of the reasons why he and I hit it off the first time is that we're that same kind of mentality, no matter what we do. You know, I spent my whole life. He says, if you don't know it, seek help. Great. Yeah. That's what I did. I would walk into any environment, you know, and I want to be in different environments where people are doing better and bigger things than I am and say, what can I take away from them? What can I start doing that gets me into that zip code? You know, and that's how I built my personal culture, my personal value system. My book is all filled with shit that I learned from other people and said, hey, you know what? If you're waking up early and you're getting more done, 
that's part of that competitive nature, whatever it takes, you know, WIT. And, and here he's saying, I did whatever it took. He, he beat claustrophobia. <laughs> and you, you become that by recognizing the gap between where you are and where whatever that standard is. Like Jay Katari asked, like, what is a winner? Can I identify as a winner if I'm not? You can identify as whatever you want. We've proven that. Look at him. Yeah, I'm not even going to say it. Like, you're going to get his kick Hello. Whoop. Where's the X? But, <laughs> but, but I would say is, like, you have to have the self-awareness to recognize that you're not there. You're not in that circle. And so, like, that was my – that's the biggest disappointment with Florida State's response is who gives a shit what happened? It was out of your control. Control what you can control. They said you're not good enough. So we we got screwed. We got robbed. Go, damn, what did we do wrong? Why didn't we get selected? Why wasn't it a fucking no-brainer to get us in? Why aren't we a part of that for? And let's go make sure that we're going to do it in the next game, in the next year, or whatever it is. That's what gets you there. Yeah, I agree with you. And so, you know, all of this points to, you know, if you need help, ask for it. You know, it's it's the, the badge of honor is not in trying to do it alone. The badge of honor, as he said, is I need to seek help. He was very clear about that. That, yep. you know, that whole world of I'm going to do it my own, whether you're male or female and macho, you know, that's bullshit. And that is, hey, listen, how do I learn this? When Sam took over the finances of our company, right? I didn't know shit about the business side. <laughs> you know? I knew the sales side, <laughs> you know, so it's pretty amazing that I learned it. I got myself next to a guy that was really, really good at that. And the Sam, Sam couldn't sell shit. You know, that's not his role with us. His role is to make sure we make good financial decisions. So I was you know, reading an article with Warren Buffett over the weekend, and he talks about the three things that lead to success. And one of them is surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, your, your circle crazy. of friends matter. And uh, thank you for starting the morning with us. Um, Lori, thank you, Mark, for spending the time. Um, Couple of short weeks, we'll be celebrating the holidays. So make the most of today. Do if there's somebody you want to speak to, reach out to them. If there's something you want to get accomplished, get it done. Put it on your calendar. Get it done today. Thank you guys. We'll be back again tomorrow. But in the meantime, let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business